Welcome to the Light of Christ podcast. Light of Christ Anglican Church is located in Georgetown, Texas at MLK and University Avenue. We are a modern expression of the ancient faith. You can learn more about us at lightofchristgeorgetown.org. Homily 4, Part 2, The True and Living Christian Faith You heard in the first part of this sermon that there are two types of faith, a dead and unfruitful faith, and a living faith that works through love. The first type of faith is worthless and leads to destruction, but the second type leads to our salvation and is always fruitful, motivated by love, and full of good works. In the second part of this sermon, we will continue with this discussion. The wise man from the book of Ecclesiasticus says, He that believes in the Lord listens to the commandment. If we do not demonstrate faithfulness in our living, the faith that we pretend to have is only a false faith, because the true Christian faith is demonstrated by good living and not by words only. As Augustine says, Good living cannot be separated from true faith, which works through love. And as Chrysostom says, Faith of itself is full of good works. As soon as a man believes, he will display them. The scripture teaches how true faith produces an abundance of good works, and how the works of one man may be more acceptable to God than another man's works. The author of Hebrews tells us that the faith of Abel made his sacrifice more acceptable to God than the sacrifice of Cain. In the scriptures, we also learn that true faith caused Noah to build the ark, and made Abraham leave his home country and friends and travel to a far country to dwell there among strangers. So also, Isaac and Jacob depended only on the help and trust that they had in God. When they came to the country that God had promised them, they did not build cities, towns, or even houses, but lived like strangers in tents that might at any time be pulled up and moved. Their trust was so entirely in God that they put little worth in any earthly thing because they knew that God had prepared for them better places to dwell in heaven, places founded and built by God himself. True faith made Abraham ready, when God commanded, to offer his own son and heir Isaac, whom he loved dearly, and who was promised to provide him innumerable descendants, one of which would bless all the nations of the earth. Abraham trusted so much in God that he believed that even if Isaac were killed, God was able by his omnipotent power to raise him from the dead and fulfill his promises. Abraham did not lose trust in the promise of God, although to his eyes and reasoning mind all the circumstances seemed contrary to the fulfillment of that promise. He believed truly that God would not leave him in lack and famine that was in the country where he dwelled. And in all the other dangers that he encountered, he trusted that God would be his God, his protector, and his defender, even if the circumstances appeared at first to say the opposite. This same living faith was in the heart of Moses, who refused to accept the inheritance of being the son of Pharaoh's daughter and rejected an earthly life of sinful pleasure. Instead, he accepted the suffering and sorrow of being one of the people of God. By faith, he was not deterred by the threats of Pharaoh, because his trust was in God, and he passed by the pleasures of this world, looking to the reward to come in heaven, setting his heart on the invisible God as though he had seen him with his own eyes. By faith, the children of Israel passed through the Red Sea, by faith, the walls of Jericho fell down without human effort, and by faith, many other amazing miracles have been accomplished. In all good men that have lived before us, true faith has produced their good works, 
and has obtained the promises of God. Faith has shut the lion's mouths for Daniel and has quenched the effect of intense fire for his friends. Faith has delivered men from the sword, has given weak men strength and victory in battle, has overthrown enemy armies, and has raised the dead to life. Faith has given men the strength to suffer adversity with patience, some being mocked and whipped, bound and thrown into prison, some being stripped of all their earthly possessions and living in poverty, some wandering in mountains, hills, and the wilderness, some tortured and killed, some stoned, some sawed in two, some pulled into pieces, some beheaded, some broken without mercy, not asking to be released because they looked forward to a better resurrection. All these spiritual fathers, martyrs, and other holy men had their faith firmly fixed on God, even when all the world was against them. They not only knew God to be the Lord, maker, and ruler of all men in the world, but also they had a strong confidence and trust that he was and would be their God, comforter, helper, maintainer, and defender. The faith that these men had was the true Christian faith, which is the faith we also must have. Even though they lived before there was the title of Christian that could be applied to their faith, they did, in fact, demonstrate that faith, because they looked for all the gifts of God the Father through the merits of his Son Jesus Christ, just as we do. The difference between them and us is that they looked for the day when Christ would come, and we live in the time after he has come. Therefore, as Augustine says, the time is altered and changed, but not the faith, for we have both one faith in one Christ. We also have the same Holy Spirit as they had. Just as the Spirit taught them to trust in God and to call upon him as our Father, so he teaches us. As Isaiah says, You, O Lord, are our Father. Our Redeemer from of old is your name. God gave them grace to be his children, as he does for us now. But now, after the coming of our Savior, Christ, we have received more abundantly the Spirit of God in our hearts, so that we can obtain a surer trust than many of them had. Even so, we and they are all one, having the same faith in God. Their faith, conceived before Christ's coming, is highly praised in the New Testament as an example for us and we should strive to give ourselves even more in speaking and living for God now that Christ has come. All the declarations of the New Testament make clear that the true and living Christian faith is not dead, vain, or unfruitful, but full of virtue, activity, and strength, bearing many good works. Because all Scripture clearly declares that a true living faith in Christ does produce good works, every person should examine and test himself carefully to see whether or not he has that same true and living faith in his heart, which he can know by considering the fruit of his own life. Many that profess faith in Christ fall into the error of thinking that they know God and believe in him, but in their lives they declare the opposite with their works. The Apostle John speaks of this self-deception when he says, And by this we know that we have come to know him, if we keep his commandments. Whoever says, I know him, but does not keep his commandments is a liar and the truth is not in him. John also says, No one who abides in him keeps on sinning. No one who keeps on sinning has either seen him or known him. Little children, let no one deceive you. And he also says, By this we shall know that we are of the truth and reassure our heart before him. For whenever our heart condemns us, God is greater than our heart, and he knows everything. Beloved, if our heart does not condemn us, we have confidence before God, and whatever we ask, we receive from him, 
because we keep his commandments and do what he pleases. John furthermore says, Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ has been born of God. We know that everyone who has been born of God does not keep on sinning, but he who was born of God protects him, and the evil one does not touch him. And finally, John sums up the reason he wrote the letter, saying, I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life. In John's third letter, he sums up succinctly the relationship between faith and works, saying, Whoever does good is from God. Whoever does evil has not seen God. And as the Apostle John says that a living knowledge and faith in God produces good works, so he also says that hope and love cannot abide with evil works. Concerning hope, he says, But we know that when God appears, we shall be like him, because we shall see him as he is, and everyone who thus hopes in him purifies himself as he is pure. And concerning love, John says, But whoever keeps his word, in him truly the love of God is perfected. And, for this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments. John did not write these things based on some fantasy he had, but as absolutely certain and necessary truths taught to him by Christ himself, who is the eternal and infallible truth, and who in whose own teaching clearly affirms that faith, hope, and love cannot exist without good works. Concerning faith, Christ says, Whoever believes in the Son has eternal life. Whoever does not obey the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God remains on him. And Christ affirms the same teaching with a double oath that this is true, saying, Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes has eternal life. Now, for whoever believes in the Son and has eternal life, it must follow that this person also has good works and is careful to obey God's commandments. Conversely, those who produce evil works and who live in disobedience to God's commandments without repentance will not receive eternal life, but eternal death. Christ himself teaches this saying, and these will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. Also, Christ says, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty I will give from the spring of the water of life without payment. The one who conquers will have this heritage and I will be his God, and he will be my son. But as for the cowardly, the faithless, the detestable, as for murderers, the sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars, their portion will be in the lake that burns with fire and sulfur, which is the second death. Christ clearly affirms that true faith produces good works when he speaks about love in this way. Whoever has my commandments and keeps them, he it is who loves me. If anyone loves me, he will keep my word. Whoever does not love me does not keep my words. Finally, just as the love of God is displayed by good works, so is the fear of God. As the wise man says, the fear of God causes a man to avoid sin, and he that fears God will do good works.